Hey, this is Alyssa. This is Josue. We're from the band Harper. And we listen to Portland Radio Project. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. This is Haley Johnson. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. Good evening. It's a very cold night here in Portland. You're listening before to Portland snow Radio Project before snow apocalypse <laughs> happens. This is the Portland playlist on Portland Radio Project 99.1 FM and PRP.FM on the internet. We've got a jam-packed show tonight. Our guest in the studio is 1000 Fuegos. Ooh. No Be- fires here in the studio tonight, though. N- no. Not yet. Only the one in my heart. Oh. <laughs> Stop, Adolfo. No. Gosh. No. Um, we've got a lot going on. Super quick announcement before we head into some introductions and some influences for our guest in the studio tonight. We've got a couple sets of tickets to some holiday shows that are going on over the course of this weekend. We're going to give a couple of sets of tickets away, so don't miss an opportunity to go and do a nice charitable holiday concert kind of thing on Saturday night and or Sunday night. We'll tell you more later, but you got to keep listening. Yeah, okay. you don't want to miss out on don't that. Don't want to miss. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves, please. I'm Morgan Quinn. I play sax for 1,000 Fuegos. Yes. Hey, my name's George Bellow, and I play the cajon. I'm Adolfo Cuellar. I sing and I play guitar. You said it perfect. <laughs> Good job, Adolfo. It's it's my name. (laughs) (laughs) See how I got away without saying it? You did. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Well, it sounds so much better coming out of your mouth because you have that nice little accent that goes with it. Do I? I get that a lot, that I have an accent, but I don't know what people are talking about. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, maybe when you listen to the podcast in a couple of days, then you'll be able to hear your accent. Yeah. I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is it going to be like an identity crisis moment where I'm just like, wait. No, it's it's a good thing. Trust us. What do I sound like? (laughs) We are going to listen to some influences for 1000 Fuegos, Cuban indie rock, Spanish soul music. And after we hear some influences, we will check out some original tracks, and we are going to be treated to some live performances. Mm. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Portland Playlist. These are the Deftones. All we're going to do is we're just going to get down. Welcome back to the Portland Playlist on Portland Radio Project, 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. We've got 1,000 Fuegos in the studio this evening. So why those two songs? Because Deftones has probably been the greatest influence musically and I guess you would say culturally mm-hmm. in my life. I mean, when I was, what, 12, I discovered them. And when I was 12, I was discovering myself in so many ways. Going into those teen years, those wonderful teen years. Those wonderful teen years. And I don't think all of us cut ourselves and put eyeliner on, but I certainly did. And I'll tell you something, Deftones was my... I wouldn't say it was my reason for it, but it was definitely a big part of that whole thing. And so Deftones just changed my life. You know, they brought me to good things, and, and I still hold them in my music today. What do you think about them getting lumped into the whole rock rap genre of music like other bands like corn and, and limp biscuit limp biscuit yeah what, and even, what do you think about that i know, struggle with that because i think the deftones are musically far superior yes and there was a little bit of a disservice done by lumping them into that 
corn, limp biscuit. Um, I totally agree with you. What's the other one that I just uh, Lincoln Park. Uh, Papa Roach. That oh whole, God, I know. That's an awful company to have. I, it really that's is. Awful yeah, company. I totally yeah. agree. Bad and I think the Deftones get a really bad rap for having kind of been lumped into that. And I'm happy to see them surviving it. And they, continuing to put out good music, exactly, and they and holding on to to who they are yes. in so many mm-hmm. ways. They didn't, they never went so hip hop. If they did anything, they went Chino's route, which is a singer, mm-hmm. and Chino's route was really aesthetic and really just kind of open, noisy, you know, ethereal music, which is not what I would have ever thought they would have done. White Pony is about as far as they got, mm-hmm. and then they came right back to the roots. And the roots, I mean, I feel like they created, and I don't know if it actually happened this way. Um, I don't know if they officially came before any of these bands, but I do feel like they created that entire movement. Yeah. Maybe Korn was was unique and around the same time, but I feel like Korn was more spearheading a lot of the bands that are associated with that crossover sure. rap sure. rock music than Deftones. Mm-hmm. I feel like Deftones might even be a little bit more associated to like Screamo, like Glassjaw. Yeah. Have you heard Glassjaw? Glassjaw fits right in with them in a lot of ways. Yeah. But because of that ethereal element, they open up sound like Glassjaw doesn't. Glassjaw stays in these rock roots where sound is really hard and in your face. Whereas Deftones, when they get hard, they could go there, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, Telephone a Girl or whatever that song is called. It's just really in your face. Or they can just break open and take you to that ethereal place while still hitting really hard. And none of those bands, Linkin Park, Papa Roach, whoever else, they stay very rock and they stay very, like, you know... Well, they stayed would, right there in what their record labels wanted them to do. Right. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's also probably... white boy territory. <laughs> I, I honestly had no idea we'd be talking about Papa Roach and corn for this long. Well, that's what well, we do on the Portland Playlist. Welcome, welcome to this the Portland Radio This is why Project. we talk about your influences. Right. <laughs> well, because the, how you, how you <laughs> approach those influences, obviously, is mm. how you approach your music. So right. how does Deftones influence... 1,000 Fuego's music. So he, I think for any singer, the moment that you start to truly sing, truly, when you start to kind of work your diaphragm into your voice and start to sing notes, not just scream or not just say words kind of melodically, but not really. When you really start singing, you have this identity crisis for a minute there where you're just kind of figuring out who you are and what your voice is and what how that whole thing works. And then as you discover your voice, you discover parts of yourself that you never even knew were there. It's a meditation in itself. Chino, the singer of Deftones, got that started for me. He really did. He, hmm. And wow. you could tell that he's never really been a pro singer. No, he doesn't have an operatic, right. perfect pitch voice. He's barely on key a lot of the time. I mean, but he, but but he's still there and he does his thing. And so I was like, you know, maybe I could do that too. Yeah. And I just started doing that, you know, and then it opened up to a whole lot more, a whole other world, you know, but that's a lot of what I still carry that part. And then as well, the variation of the thump is what I like to call it, because that's what that music is really all about. And the drummer, Steve, is that his name? Steve? There's just a way that he plays. It's very hip hop and it just drops in this way that it's rock, hip hop, mm-hmm. but it has that ethereal element as well, and that is in my music as well. Yeah. How about it's only? Okay, so a lot of the reason why I wanted to include Odessa in yeah. this is because of an album that we are currently creating. Oh. Um, this is something that we've been scheming for a minute, 
and scheming a lot of it, a minute? scheming for a minute. That's, that's right. The, that's the Miami. It's okay. it's the Mars that's in me. Actually, track number three is scheming. For a minute. <laughs> I was thinking that sounded like the title. Yeah, that it, could be the title of your album. Scheming for a scheming minute. Scheming for a minute. Wow. Hopefully longer than a minute. I think you have a title idea already, and it's a play on words of our uh, two area codes. Yeah, a play on numbers. Numbers. They play three hundred five to five three. Five hundred three. So five hundred three is yeah. the area code here. Three hundred five is the area code in Miami where. Um, I'm from. Oh, wow. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> so um, Odessa was there because I want to take this album in a direction that we have not gone in whatsoever yet. And it has a lot to do with the help of our friend, Mr. David Rueda. David Rueda is an amazing producer. He's currently in the studio working with John Meyer, who's an amazing filmmaker. And so I'd like to basically combine Odessa's sound, Odessa's ability to have live instruments mm-hmm. sound like electronic instruments and fit in with electronic sounds since that are you know just obviously electronic i'd like to mix all of that in with our flamenco deftones ish indie acoustic rock vibe mm-hmm. and then and make something that's really never been made before as far as i can see and i feel like odessa did that odessa did something that's really never been done before and it it's so good that it feels like it's been done that yeah. it feels like it was done so it's timeless and it and it's but it it's fairly mood, fairly mood, fairly new. It is fairly mood too, though I feel. <laughs> Cows just come to mind when I hear Odessa. Yeah. Really. <laughs> okay. And on that note, <laughs> okay, a couple more influences, Adolfo. I'm going to put a little tip jar by you, okay? All right. Wait, why? I don't get it. Because you're, you're a comedian. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Funny get people it? get tips. Yeah, she. They, I didn't say it. Mm, <laughs> that's another show, Adolfo. <laughs> it is. It is. Los Aldeanos. There you go. Oh God. It's See, I sh- I took French in high school. There Sorry. you go. There, I've got nothing. I wonder and how then, you say it in French. I don't know. And then before that, we heard La Migas. Las Migas. Oh, it's Las, Las Migas. 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 Okay. Yeah, Migas is like crumbs, like breadcrumbs. Mm. So why those two songs? Well, those are the Spanish songs. Yes. Um, they were, they were uh, separated from the English ones, which is cool. Those Las Migas is flamenco music, <clears throat> and that music has been a huge influence on me only recently. Um, at first, I just kind of thought it was, you know, some people that were just singing in odd ways and I couldn't I didn't really understand it and then eventually for some reason or another I got more and more into my own culture and into the culture of Latin America in general and started realizing you know just the anguish that they have in their voice and mm-hmm. understanding how they're playing with the chord versus um this chromatic scale with the voice and how the guitar imitates the voice and the dancers follow the guitar so it's this huge beautiful system was and the this you- something that you started to develop an interest in here or in Miami Miami, I would say, because it came with classical guitar. I started studying classical guitar sometime in uh, high school. And I got into classical stuff at first, and then that moved quickly into, you know, Latin classical stuff, and then mixing that with Deftones. I heard the same scream that I heard in Deftones in Spain, only in flamenco music. And I was just like, okay. And so when those connections were made, then it all kind of started to mix together, and that's why I write what I write. And so there's that, and then there's also Los Aldeanos, which is... Basically, really ghetto, very real Cuban rap. Yeah. They were a part of a group called Calle Real 70. Okay. And Re, uh, 
Calle Real 70 is actually, it's kind of like an address, basically. Um, Real Street and 70th. Mm-hmm. And so they lived in that house, in some house in the hood. And in, the, in their basement, they basically took these donated computers and they put together this studio. And in some of the recordings, you can hear his mom yelling at him from the <laughs> room. And it was just, it's like some dinner. of the cheapest equipment, but they Maybe did... Not s- dinner, but. <laughs> no, no, not dinner at all. Honey! Así no se puede vivir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, be a lot more screaming. And so uh, they took these, you know, just broken down computers and they made some really incredible music. Yeah. It's very lyrical, but eventually you could hear their beats start to develop and get more and more rich and deep with random sounds. And, you know, I don't even know how they did a lot of what they did, but you can hear in their entire song, in like one beat, you can hear huge mistakes that in this country immediately would be cleaned up. Mm-hmm. But they didn't clean it up. They didn't have that choice. They didn't have the memory in their computer. They didn't have, they didn't have the tools. So they just left it that way, and they wrapped on top of it anyway. And it just, I mean, they grew to the point where this guy went to jail for being a social problem, and he got out of jail and kept doing what he was doing. I think he went to jail even a few times, not even just once. And so at this point, um, they're still doing it. And they're doing it even better. They have beautiful videos on YouTube, and they just got really popular all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody made a uh, Spanish guy actually came from from Spain and made a documentary about them, and that really helped with their influence in Miami. And then it just kept going from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they're just they've been a huge influence on me as well. I really like rap music just in general. I listen to it a pretty good amount these days. You just I mean in general you just get kind of sick of the same subject, especially if they're defaming in some ways and. It just gets boring, you know? It's one topic, but... Well, it's not about what it was when the genre originated itself. It was about a social and economic expression of turmoil and suppression. Yeah. And now it's about glorification of the riches that have come with that. Yeah, and that that definitely gets old after a while. And then it's like half half the stuff they say is uh, you can't even understand. Like nowadays, when it comes to rap music, yeah. it just—I mean—I saw this this video with Snoop Dogg, who had, was basically poking fun at, of it, and uh, and it came out that everything just sounds and it's. It's so he's real. poking fun at it, but you can't hear what he's saying. Exactly. He's poking yeah, fun that's, at it. That's, mm-hmm. that's the point. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I understand getting money, so <laughs> I, I totally get it. Okay. I mean, and it's, you know, as far the not understanding point is like, it's dialect, and many people would say, I don't understand what this Cuban rapper's saying at all. Particularly people from Spain or Colombia. Sure. You know, people who speak a very clear, you know, articulate Spanish. Cuba, you know, is a little different. Yeah. Its dialect is just different. And so... I mean, yeah, I like rap music regardless. And I think I can see the glorification of having money now as almost a prideful, like, middle finger towards those who oppressed them once upon a time. And so it makes sense on that level. And I respect it all. I just try and stay really objective and just enjoy um, whatever perspective I can understand they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Do you still have family in Cuba? I do. How has the death of Fidel Castro It's been really confusing. Okay. It's been. It's just. I mean, that's the easiest word I can use. We were For just kind of talking about it. Miami, yeah. Miami Cubans and Cuban Cubans. People from Miami Cubans to people actually in Cuba. It's a totally different feeling. And yeah. there's a lot of Fidelistas people that like really believed in what Fidel was doing. And um, uh, in Cuba, you know, uh, pretty much anyone that's left Cuba and gone to Miami or anywhere else has that same uh, viewpoint of, you know, he was kind of stripped them of a lot of their freedoms and a lot of everything that they had before. And 
Yeah, it's just a mixed bag. It really yep. is. If you talk to one person, it'll be totally different than if you talk to another Cuban. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's definitely a celebration going on because he was the dictator that he was. But uh, there's also, I think the confusion really lies in what's going to happen in the future of Cuba. Mm-hmm. You know, is them opening up and allowing new things to come in in any way good? Right. You know, is it really, truly going to end up helping the Cuban people themselves? And is it going to preserve the Cuban culture or is it going to exploit it? Right. As if, you know. Well, it's been big changes. They've been letting people into Cuba. And then now on top of that, you have his death. So you've got these two things that are really going to be monumental in transforming that country. I think it was only five years ago they started selling real estate. And that was while Fidel was alive. So there's yeah. been a change that's but, been coming in very slowly. Right. What's going to happen? You right, know? yeah. Mean, to, be, to be totally honest, um, I mean, Fidel has been kind of irrelevant for a long, for a long time. Well, uh, yes, because hasn't Raul, his yeah, brother, has, been Raul has been basically the... doing the same thing and kind of just, just taking over that role. And, I mean, they're different. Like, uh, Fidel died when he was 90. Raul, I think, has, like, he's, like, 85 or 86. He's close to it. But he seems way healthier he is, yeah. Then, Milko was saying that the then, other day. Yeah, exactly. One well, of our friends that owns a Cuban place here, Cuba, Cuba de Cuba. Cuba. Oh, oh uh-huh. shout out And you guys were just there. I saw your picture. We go yeah. there a lot. That's it's up, that's up like, the street from my... Yeah, I'm not too far from there. You should, you'll have to call me next time you go there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll meet yeah. you there. To me, <laughs> to me, it's the yeah. most, yeah. Yeah, right it's the most Cuban, most Miami restaurant in Portland. Because few and far between here. And then in the summertime, they have the jams out there on outside in their outdoor space, which is fun. What was the temperament of that restaurant like when it was announced that Fidel had passed away? It was a few days later. I have no idea what was going on in the restaurant. Okay. I, I don't mean, think I, I was there the day of. Right? Oh, you no. were? Where, I we? wasn't there. It was in the day of. I oh, think it was you went the day, day of. Yeah, and okay. we went like day after. Oh, okay. like, that's when I went. I'm sure no one. It didn't. It yeah. didn't matter. I mean, there's a lot of Cubans out here. There's yeah. a community. There's a lot, sure. but they wouldn't like come together. It's just it's kind of separated. It's kind of broken up a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. And I think we also, as Americans, whether we're whatever hyphenated American we are. I'm Italian-American. Right. We have always seen Cuba, Cuba as a, a friend to Russia. A, a, all of that, that becomes, we have a negative connotation mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And so all of the reasons that Cubans uh, embrace that country and would embrace Fidel Castro, we don't understand. Yeah, I mean, neither neither mm-hmm. would neither would you I, know? really. And I'm Cuban. But, idealism. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the greatest way I can put it. it you know, the difference of ideology. It's yes. The same reason why people love rap music. Mm-hmm. All the rap music that says all the things that you know break our hearts and mm-hmm. that we don't want projected across our own country. People love it. They just love it. I mean, it's idolized right now. Those are the megastars of our country. These people that are defaming. And it's. I mean, I get. I understand where they're coming from. I get. I can get it. And so I'm not speaking against it whatsoever. But it's the same idea. You know what I mean? It's yes. just kind of. It's idealism. It's. You know, in some way, they're prideful of something that just doesn't work and that actually isn't good for even them. For them. Right. And their own families. You're absolutely that's, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love her to death, but that's my grandma in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mi, mi abuelita. No, I love her. I love her. It's just, she's, she's, I've talked to her. I got her, I got her to vote for Bernie Sanders, someone who's voted Republican her wow. whole life. Yeah. I got yeah. her to vote for Bernie yeah. during the primaries. So wow. she's she's got some good in her. She's she's a smart lady. 
Did you do it or was it her heart that did it? It was her heart at the end. Cause, yeah, it's a good thing Bernie won. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah. A, it's a really good thing Bernie won. Because that worked not, out well. Yeah. <laughs> well that's, that's a whole nother segment. That's another which, show. Yeah. yeah, not time for that one. Let's get back to some 1000 Fuegos music. So let's talk about some of the songs that we're going to hear now. Kay. We're going to hear a track called Feliz. Where is this from? Talk mm. about this piece a little bit. Feliz is like truly indie. You know, I once promised on stage that I would wear eyeliner every time that I play it live. <laughs> and I have not fulfilled that promise. Oh, because I see no eyeliner. Right Let me mind. get my purse. Okay. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's not about eyeliner. It's obviously about beards and beanies. Yeah. No, you, you guys at home can't, can't see it, but he's putting on eyeliner right now. Just, just yeah. picture it. Um, so this I have a song... pen. <laughs> this song is about not really ever knowing anyone. We're all ever expanding in ourselves. We're all learning new things constantly within ourselves and getting to know ourselves. So to know someone else is just the greatest, most fulfilling and most mysterious project. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what it's about. And it's this one is in two languages. It's in Spanish and English. Second Mm -hmm. verse in Spanish. And I did that intentionally because I think even when you're speaking with someone within their own mind and heart, they're speaking a whole other language that you will never know. And so even for those that do speak Spanish, I think it's... It's just interesting to to kind of break the song apart. Yeah. All right. All right, well, let's, let's hear, hear it. these. Feliz 
buscando sin fe Encontraron la ley Que rompieron con fe A buscar otra vez Encontré a usted We're back in the studio with the Portland Playlist. We have some silly boys in the studio tonight. Adolfo, Morgan, and George. We are going to hear a live performance, but we've got a little bit of PRP business to contend with first. A couple of things. Happily contend with. Yes, happily contend with. Um, Earlier in the show, we talked about a couple of upcoming holiday concerts. We've got um, the Trail Band, who are a really great fantastic, very philanthropic band that are here in Portland. And on uh, Sunday, actually, they've got a show going on Friday and Saturday. But on Sunday, they've got a show at 7 o'clock at Aladdin, and it's their holiday concert series. And they actually had uh, Edna Vasquez is going to be a guest vocalist. And um, Banjo Wizard Les Lex Browning is going to be there as well. So we've got a pair of tickets to give away to that show. We've also got a pair of tickets to give away to Stumptown Souls gig on Saturday. Saturday at the Star Theater. At Star Theater. What 19, time is that one? It's 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Doors open at 7. 19 local musicians covering uh, jazz and blues and soul will be performing in that. And it's a benefit concert and toy drive for Shriners Children Hospital. And the holiday concert, that trail band is putting on is actually to benefit Friends of the Children, which is a founding chapter of a nationwide organization dedicated to breaking the cycle of generational poverty. 
So there's some good gigs going on this weekend. If you want a pair of tickets to either one of those shows, you could text TRAIL to the number 27299, and we'll hook you up with some tickets for Trail Band's holiday concert on Sunday at 7 o'clock at Aladdin. And if you want to see some soul going on, text the word SOUL to the number 27299, and we'll get you some Saturday night tickets to see Stumptown Soul. That's right. Yeah. And And then if you're looking for something else to do... Because everything's going on all the time. You could check out Portland Center Stage, which is a big supporter and sponsor for Portland Radio Project. They're always bringing fantastic stories to life. They are currently running Santaland Diaries, which is based on David Sedaris' real-life experience as Crumpet the Elf at Macy's Holiday Display. So you could check that out through December 24th. And you can always go to the PRP website and check out our events calendar and see what's going on in the city of Portland. That's right. And now we're going to get into some live music from a thousand fuegos and what are we playing first si fuera all right sin condición con intención aprendo a abrazar contradicción sin condición con intención Aprendo a abrazar contradicción. Yo te quiero, yo te quiero, yo te quiero como 
done thanks thank you thanks tell us about that song because it sounds so beautiful but i have no idea what it's about (laughs) um i wrote that song um it's kind of like a it's anger towards love is really what it is the first line is a tension of a cherub in the clouds that swallow the sun. The sun. Yeah, wow. so it's like, Whoa. and that's kind of like, it's just... I've never heard that that's, before. That's either. deep. <laughs> Morgan, it was so metal. I always, I always forget metal. that Adolfo and I are the only people in the band that, that know what you're... That know Spanish. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll have like up to... a vegetarian burrito. <laughs> burrito vegetariano, right? You got uh, it. Yes, call it free the negros. <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> So then the chorus of the song kind of gets into, you know, how you miss some the way that someone's mouth smells and all the nasty things that really do end up triggering the deepest parts of your love for someone. And usually that translates to you being really annoyed by those things and how nasty right. they are in the, in the real world. And so the beauty of a cherub and the clouds and uh, them swallowing the sun and the tension is all there. It's all this wow. kind of back and forth between this beauty mm-hmm. and ugliness and real and fake as mm-hmm. well, even. It's just this really just... It's just the anger of love is really what, what the song is. And si fuera actually means as if. And it's with not... The, with the finger? It's not about Valley Girls. <laughs> it's um, not really like that. As, but yeah, it does mean... It literally means that. It means as if. It's like as if. I mean, as si if fuera, what? As if everything. Right. As if everything. Mm-hmm. Like, every time that you really want anything... Does it really mean anything to you at all? Or are you just making this up in your head? Everything is as if. Yeah. So I've that's, always seen that's why I wrote this song. I'm just pissed off and in love with the world. <laughs> we are emo nihilists. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. That's your genre. That's totally. your genre. <laughs> Spanish emo nihilists. <laughs> what were you going to say, George? I forgot. Okay. <laughs> oh, it si took fuera. that long. Si fuera, just uh, how I've always thought of it is, you know, like, basically what will be, will be kind of si fuera. It's, you know, if if it was, right. it will yeah. be kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. It's no no it controlling was, it, it no be. helping it. It kind of just is. Si fuera será. Que sera, sera. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Like yeah. yeah. All right. It is what it is. Let's hear another exactly. live song. Okay, sure. Yeah. So let me see the list. So let's do uh, let's do one in English. Okay. 
what one are you doing? We're doing up. Up. Okay. Can is everything okay? Does yeah. it sound okay? Are we good? Yeah. How about out there? Are you guys good? Yeah. Awesome. How's it sounding Sweet. there in Facebook world? Anybody? I hope it's sounding Facebook good. Facebook world. So. Yeah, let me just play this one. Let's just do it. Okay. Usually we play with a full band, um, and so the arrangement changes slightly when it's just us. We're just an empty band right now. Good old Morgan. Not to us, Morgan. This is this is the corpse with no soul. <laughs> My heart is sore, and the world doesn't care. Not even the girl with the pretty hair And the polka dot dress that makes me want to spark another cigarette There's a violence somewhere that knows what I'm talking about, yeah
Do you prefer singing in Spanish or English? I don't care. Yeah, either way. I like the way that Spanish moves. Mm -hmm. It's easy to put melodies into the words. It's easy to rhyme. It's easy to be really pretty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's just romantic. Um, But I like them both. What is your songwriting's approach then? You know, like how do you... Do you go into a song knowing this one's going to be Spanish or do you change it at some point? Um, Usually I hear it in my head and then I just try and Uh push it out of my being... And it, I mean, it, it can come either way. Right. So it really just kind of depends. It's, it's just a lot of both, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't really have an explanation. Like, I don't have a process that I go through. I don't right. have like a protocol. It just, it's just evolves how it evolves. Yeah. And I try yeah. and keep it that way, you know? Yeah. And I think if I was to intend on writing a song, what I would do is give myself at least the perception of unlimited time. Mm-hmm. And I would put myself in a very relaxed state and I would just play. And that's like the greatest protocol that I can explain to you. And are you writing, how are you writing that song? Are you writing it on the guitar or do you write it some other way? It either starts lyrically with a melody or it starts on guitar. Mm -hmm. This one started on guitar. Mm -hmm. This one started on guitar. And so I'll just play the riff over and over again and then... Slowly a melody will come in, or and then the words kind of start to fit in. They usually arrive at around the same time, and then it just unravels itself from that point on. Right. Right on. How are you finding, um, because you off, you sing a lot in Spanish, but you are living in a place that it's primarily English-speaking, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. How, yeah. how does that work with being in the music community when you are singing in another language do you find any barriers to that or you know really only with my saxophone player he just (laughs) it's really weird when when we're in rehearsal and we're trying to sing and no i'm just kidding um that's why i like it because um i actually don't understand stand up for yourself morgan (laughs) right right exactly take that from him it's kind of interesting i've been playing in, in this band for probably six years now and um, I've only recently learned very, very elementary You've only recently learned sp- what they're Spanish. saying in another language behind I don't even, your back? Like we said, I don't sing about burritos well, at all. Okay, <laughs> That's my area of expertise. But what I, I don't actually know what he's saying for most of these. I learned what Cifuerto was about right here in the studio, actually, oh, okay. with all you guys. I've told him before, he just forgot. Yeah, that's very possible. He just do doesn't listen to you, you know, right? It's legal, it's legal, it's okay. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think of it purely on a melodic standpoint mm-hmm. and how the the how it feels, you know. Sure. I don't actually know what some of these songs are when I'm writing the horn lines to them, and I think that's almost more pure in a way mm-hmm. because instead of hearing the words, I'm just hearing the emotion and the tone and right. the music of it, and so think, I'm able uh, to come up with stuff based on that. Yeah. I think I think the moral of the story really is just how music can go beyond language. Oh my God. And it is its own language. It, wow. That is so oh. deep and so true. Oh. That's deep. Wow. That's F. Well, we don't want to run out of time before we can have you do another song. So it's almost, it's almost 8 o'clock. Okay. Do we got time for one more? I think we should do one okay. more. Okay. Okay. So which one would you... Okay, so let's do um, either BT or Pele. You guys choose. BT. Let's do BT. 
While they're deciding, you have been listening to the Portland Playlist with Veronica Pesesti and Terry Briggs, and we have had a thousand fuegos in the studio tonight, and it's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for joining us. And can't wait to. Here we go. Thousand fuegos. Thanks to any of our friends that are listening out there on 99.1. Thanks, Terry. With my chopped liver. Veronica, thank you. Thank you. Well. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks our moms, our families, our friends, our lovers. All Thanks, friends. Victoria. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you. Balance it up, balance it up.